0: Is the universe fair? Is it true that what goes around comes around? Do you get what you give? Is karma an absolute law? And if that is the case, then why is it that bad things happen to good people? Stick around because we're going to continue our series where we
1: are trying to answer that question. Let's do it. You're listening to the Nick Smith
0: Podcast. Connecting you to living truth.
1: If you'd like to support our podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or
0: join our inner circle through Patreon.com.
1: Don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends and family can know what you're listening to. Hey,
0: we are your hosts, Nick Smith and Kylie Jo Smith. And hey, hey, first, what's up, Inner Circle? How y'all doing? Whoop, whoop. Whoop to the whoop. Um, also, you introduced yourself as just Kylie Jo Smith, not um, international recording artist. Kylie Jo Smith, um, because that's a thing. If you have not <laughs> <laughs> um, downloaded the EP, the mixtape, what what's you doing with your life? Like, what's happening? Do you in not your have world? a computer? Do you need help? You can I internet? help you? Do you need a hug? Like, are Wait, you going through something? If you didn't have internet, you couldn't watch this, so I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> or listen, they could be listening. Okay, yeah. Um, but do that. Go somewhere and do something with your life. No, I mean, go to some streaming service and download. Mixtape by Kylie Joe. Yes. You will be blessed. It's going to be an awesome experience. Yeah. And share it with somebody. Yeah.
1: Do that. Because, you know, the only way stuff gets shared is if you share it. If,
0: if you don't do it, it'll never get done. Oh, okay, that's, hey, that now that's not be the truth. But that's
1: a phrase you can put to work right now. <laughs> don't use it in the church. Don't use it on Sunday morning. Mm. Use it now. Now. With my music. Okay. So we are going to continue this series, though. Let's do it. I'm, I'm just going to fix oh, your mic. you, sound guy. There you go so we're gonna continue this series check check one two yeah you're good sound good so coming coming um, in clear coming in good so this question of why do bad things happen to good people Mm -hmm. um man there's so many answers that we hear like to answer this question but really the most Mm -hmm. common we hear and the most common that we give even when people ask this is
0: brokenness like, and we're not talking about just being out of money. We ain't talking about being broke. I'm brokenness. Broken. If you were broke, just say that. Like, we're not talking about <laughs> that. We're talking about um, brokenness. And y'all, we didn't um, plan for this to be like a theology course. But this question is so deep. Like, we have to get into some stuff. And you mm-hmm. have to be prepared for this journey. So, we got a couple things we got to talk about surrounding okay. brokenness. Um, but, yeah, let's do it. So, um, brokenness. So, you talked about, you touched on last week. Uh, there's two chapters where um, everything was good mm-hmm. and then it wasn't good no more. And so if you missed that episode, go back and watch. Um, that was pretty good. As we discussed. Episode. What's good. Um, but what we see happen is sin entered the world. Mm-hmm. And so sin entered through deception, through, through mm-hmm. Satan. We understand that the, the serpent in the garden is a personification of Satan. However, your tradition Understands that that's the general Christian understanding, mm-hmm. um, and so he tricks Eve into eating the fruit, whatever kind of fruit you think it was, um, and then sin enters the world. Yeah, and so uh, mankind in that moment, uh, hum, hum what humanity, 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 humanity was so uh, intertwined with all creation yeah. Yeah. that in that moment when when sin entered into mankind. Um, a fracture happened in all yeah. creation, yeah there was a, a brokenness that that entered into every aspect of creation yeah. now that's not saying that everything in creation was completely destroyed right but that means every aspect of creation had been touched by the brokenness
1: which is really hard for a lot of people to wrap their heads around like it's a really hard thing because it can be so stretched and warped and we can get like if you really want to go deep into some theology and you want to look at this um, fr- from different like faith traditions within the Christian church and like mm-hmm. the, the historical church, and you want to look at how this has been taught and how it's affected um, our understanding of, of salvation and all, you can, you can go there. Yeah. We're not going to go there today because it's a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and only one of us has his MDiv. So I'm just saying I, I, I can't.
0: Shout out to me. But
1: But something I think is really interesting is that we tend to misunderstand what it means that everything was touched by sin. Okay. And I've heard this mistaught. Maybe you've heard this before. When it comes to, like, sexual purity. Mm -hmm. There's this teaching um, that's, like, somewhere in, like, purity teachings that, um, like, boobs are bad and, like, body parts are bad. And it's because Eve ate the apple. And I think it's crazy because, like, Mm. Eve had all the parts before the fall. Well, (laughs) and and Adam had all the parts. I'm just saying before the fall and they were supposed to be still like fruitful and like, that was the plan doing things in the garden before the fall. And so I just want to touch on that because I think it's easy to think, like certain things are bad in and of themselves because of
0: sin. Like just period. Like, like that's sin created the things. Exactly. Well, And, and it's not the case, especially no. not with that stuff. No, and thinking about sin in general, sin is a, a, a warping of something good. Mm-hmm. So like you can't have sin without uh, some, some good trajectory. Like you can't misuse something mm-hmm. unless it had a use. You know what I mean? More. And so um, God had a natural design for the world. And so sin in that moment was taking natural order of things of human beings submitting to the perfect will of God and living in perfect harmony with him and then um, subverting that to their own desire okay. and so switching that putting putting me on the throne and taking God okay. off that's when sin entered the world and and so it was a perversion of something that was already there yeah. and not a creation of something that wasn't come on into existence yeah you know what I mean and so um, so when we talk about brokenness Broken. I like the uh, metaphor. I can't remember where I borrowed this from, but the metaphor of uh, a broken mirror. Mm -hmm. So like when you look at a a mirror that's been broken, you can still see yourself Mm -hmm. like and you can even do your hair in it like you can you can angle yourself just right. So you can see most of your face or whatever you need to do. Um, But that the image that you're seeing, the ultimate image is warped. It's distorted in some way. So like even though you can you can get by and you can function and you can even see some beauty in it, right? Cuz you're reflecting or you're you're getting the reflection of mm-hmm. the good that is created in the broken mirror. Um it's still warped, it's still distorted, and ultimately it's not um it's not whole. Yeah. And so I think thinking about this whole issue of brokenness and looking at our our natural world as well as the spiritual connection that we have um with other beings, whether that's God or Uh, other people um it's like looking at the world through that fractured mirror Mm. um and so we see this this like backdrop of brokenness Mm. and this is the world that we live in and no matter like what you think um about your theology if you look at the world it's really hard to um reconcile anything other than there's nothing but brokenness um as a starting point in Mm. our world and so like i i I thought of this metaphor and I, am going to throw it out here, see if it sticks. Um, God uses our broken world. He uses brokenness as the backdrop and on that backdrop, he paints his masterpiece. Hmm. And so it's brokenness is what is um, used to create something beautiful. And, um, and so this whole idea of the world being broken, uh, it has to start our, our worldview from, yeah. you know, what is bad, what is good. Yeah, from last uh, last week. Now we have to kind of reconcile this brokenness.
1: Yeah. Why is ba- Why? Why is it bad? Why is bad stuff? Why butts bad stuff got to be why butts
0: bad what? stuff. Huh? Why are butts bad stuff? Leave me alone.
1: <laughs> I just released an EP. Leave me alone.
0: <laughs> My so bad. I apologize.
1: sin is uh, like you said, that brokenness. And um, even just using that word, I mean, something can't be broken unless at one point it was put together. Unless yeah. at one point it was made well. <clears throat> yeah um, and it it manifests in the relationships we have between us and God and other people and and the world around us, yeah I think um, a huge part of the broken world um that we miss oftentimes is is the natural created world, like mm-hmm. nature and all these things, and a lot of times we'll even point to it without realizing like, oh well, what about tsunamis that happen? what about this that happens? what about yep. that? That's what we tend to go to when we ask those questions, what about that remote village where nobody did anything wrong but this storm swept through and ruined everything. Um, that's part of what we're talking about. Um, and you know, we're actually given the law that God has in the old Testament, um, to kind of show us something about ourselves. It's that, that mirror. Mm -hmm. So like scripture, a lot of times we think, Oh, it's a window. It's like just a way for me to view the world. And it is, there's a way to view the world through the lens of scripture, but it is, it should be first, a mirror for us That's right. Um, to see, to know the truth about ourselves. We need to hear the truth about ourselves. Yeah. L- let somebody know you need to hear the truth about yourself tell today. Tell tell your neighbor. Look at your neighbor um, and tell them. And so the, the law in the Old Testament gives us that look into ourselves to show us that, oh yeah, you can't keep this, this perfect law. A lot of times people think the law, like the Ten Commandments especially, was, and actually we just, um, I heard a young person just say this this week. Well, wasn't the the Ten Commandments just to keep everybody from doing bad stuff <laughs> and, and I joke I if said, well, if, if that was the case, then right. <laughs> then there should have been like three thousand things in the first you know in the first giving of the law just to right. keep everyone from doing bad stuff, but the law is is that that thing that gift I guess you could say that God gave us to say, Hey, look, you can't do this on your own, yeah, and one of the things I've noticed we've been reading this the Jesus storybook Bible again, reading it through um in our family and um, there's, there's a repeating theme in these stories where people, um, you know, it always shows that the, the people need a rescuer. They always mm-hmm. need to be saved, even if they don't realize it. And one of the things that comes up is that God knows that if people were left to their own devices, they would try to do it on their own without him and that they would never truly be happy. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's, that I think the, the Old Testament law gives us is like, hey, look, you can't do this without me. When you try to do it without me, that's when bad things happen. When you try to make this ha- work on your own, when you try to force a situation into your view of what is right um, for the world, then that's when things tend to go wrong. And yeah, and I think um, if you parse it down, like it, it is good, the law is good. Mm-hmm. And the things in the law are good. There are things like, you know, you shouldn't kill. Like it's generally a good
0: rule. Like yeah, you should kind of keep that one. You should kind
1: of follow that. But it's not a matter of checking things off of a box. Yeah. And saying or off of a list and saying, like, oh, I did that, did that, did that, did that. Well, then why am I still Because you can keep the law. You can you can do all like oh, I followed this. And there was a rich young ruler at some point mm-hmm. in Jesus' ministry who was like, Jesus, I got this. I got this yeah. law on lock. And he was like, Really? Well, let me take it a little bit further for you.
0: Which that's what Jesus always, always he always always takes and, it a step further.
1: Right. And no matter how much we can keep one part of the law, there's always gonna be another we realize that we've fallen short in. And so yeah. this this truth that the law reveals our brokenness shouldn't be just like, oh, dang, like I'm not as perfect as I thought I was. Yeah. But it should be almost relieving like, oh, okay. So from the get go. So it's like, not just me. It's right? not just me. I was just, we were never going to get this right on our own. Yeah.
0: And I think that that idea of revealing your brokenness is so important because it's not until you know that you're broken that you know that you need to be mended. Mm. And um, I love that John Wesley mm-hmm. uh, used to tell his preachers um, preach the law until they beg for grace, mm. and so he wasn't saying that in a mean way, like twist the knife. But he's saying, like <laughs> basically, like people don't <laughs> sweep the leg. Calm down, John. <laughs> <laughs> but like people don't don't know they need grace until they realize mm. that all that that emptiness and brokenness they feel inside of them is part of the fall, is part of what happened in this world when sin entered. And and we're going to talk about um, the the sin relationships. Um, the brokenness between people Mm -hmm. and how that affects this question. Why do bad things happen to good people? Um, We're going to talk about that next week. So Mm -hmm. we'll go deeper into that. But um, I love when you brought up the tsunamis and because that has been a question that comes up with uh, believers and non-believers alike of like whenever there's a a huge travesty or a crazy natural disaster is like, where was God in this? Why did God let this happen? Mm -hmm. And so we're going to We're going to dive into that just a little bit. So uh, the brokenness that entered into creation is reflected. If we think about that mirror, right? Think about that, that cracked mirror, it's reflected even in the natural law. Mm. And so when, when God created the garden of Eden, he set it up perfectly so that human beings and nature would, would work together, intertwine. like man was supposed to um, build and create and, and go right alongside animals and plants and all this stuff right all this was supposed to be good and work together but then we see like right after the fall like the lord says like the ground won't be giving the same amount of harvest like yeah. there's mm-hmm. gonna be thorns growing right alongside flowers and you'll and, be
1: toiling yeah to you're gonna it. have
0: to work for this um the ground's not just gonna give up its fruit you know what i mean it's not just like hey there you go it's like no uh, you gotta take me on a couple dates first you know what i mean like we gotta, <laughs> at <laughs> we gotta, least we gotta, ask for my number you gotta like. do some things um and so like we see that, that when God put the world into motion, he put it into motion in a way that, um, we would thrive in our environment and we would thrive with our environment. Yeah. But when, when that shift happened, there was a disconnect between us and the ground, between us and the land, between us and the animals, uh, between us and the environment. And so you see that all these natural laws that God kind of set in place, um, they start operating, um, like independently mm, of human mm-hmm, beings. Mm-hmm. Like they're just doing their own thing. Like they're just moving around. Like you've got I mean, like gravity and friction and um uh Krebs cycle and <laughs> water cycle and all this stuff. Gravity learned and friction in biology. Right. Gravity <laughs> and friction are the two my two answers for everything. Like why does this work? Gravity and friction, I don't know. Yeah. Um <laughs> well not only
1: working independent of human beings, mm-hmm. but now those things um don't always work in our favor. Now those things can actually work against us. So, like, mm-hmm. um, we have to do more to be able to go to the places we want to go. Like, when you, when, it, when you look at, like, uh, space and... Um, I, I'm not very scientific, <laughs> so I apologize. So, but, like, yeah. go into other planets. Like, you got to work against gravity. You have to... Like, to study the stars. It's not yeah. just... Well, yeah, we can stand on Earth and do it, but to really study them and look at them and understand planets and things like that, now we have to... And we, and here's the crazy thing, Adam and Eve had communion with God, the creator Mm -hmm. of the universe, who like they could have asked him anything and he would have been able to be like, look, let me just show you. Let me just get this like, boom, like it's an instant app and just like reveal (laughs) it to them. The holy iPhone. Right. Because we lost that. We lost that like constant communion in that sense, Mm -hmm. in the physical, Um, in the physical. Now we have to go and travel to find things and see things and learn things but it's harder for us. We have to have more technology. We have to, yeah. and all of those things can, although they're beautiful and they're amazing. in the, in the natural world, they can work against us. Friction. Some of y'all know friction works against you. You hit and gravity. You hit that ground because you're trying to do this cool trick. Now you've got both Don't things working out trying against to do you. cool
0: tricks out there. If you, if you're over 35, like just chill out,
1: whatever. Like. I'm not going to No, I'm going to gas you up.
0: <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Go for okay. it and, and hit all record. Right. <laughs> do it. um yeah no i like the i like that so um in that that the things working kind of against Mm -hmm. we see that the the power of of nature that god created um we can see that it's destructive as well as creative like Mm. the same water that creates river valleys can create a tsunami and destroy families and so um sometimes when these questions get asked about us and natural disasters uh sometimes the answer is as simple as we don't, we don't really control nature. Like we can't. And though we'll get to this in a second, but like, we're not saying that there isn't some stability in nature, but because we don't live in harmony with nature, because sometimes we're being, um, what's it called? Opportunistic and mm-hmm. how we live and the resources that we're seeking. It's like, Oh, that, that whole area flooded because it was built below sea level. Like why did, why did that happen? Well, it happened because this natural area floodplain is now inhabited by people who are not living in balance with that area or who have manipulated that area so that they can thrive, yet nature has overcome that. And mm-hmm. so, or like there's a wildfire that happens because lightning strikes and, and you've built your, your whole town in an area where, where like it's dry and there's a lot of tinder. There's a lot of like, not tender the app, nasty, get, you, get your mind out the gutter. Um I wasn't even thinking about that. <laughs> I was thinking I was like a lot of tender. Isn't there a thing called tender? And it hit I me. Mean, is it uh, tender? I think it is. No, oh, it's kindling. Kindling. No, ten, to tender a fire like fire. What's the right word? I don't know. Brush? Let's just go with dry, dry grass stuff <laughs> to <laughs> to get the thing burning. Um, so like sometimes that's the answer, but because we're human and we're always looking for causality especially if you're connected spiritually or you feel that that like there's something bigger than us Mm -hmm. and there's something that should be good protecting me um, then all of a sudden even though the situation is completely natural in its essence you start looking for supernatural reasons to be like why did this bad thing happen and so um, sometimes the brokenness enters into the the physical and natural world
1: yeah and That's not to say that this is like this isn't us copping out of like, um, like don't blame God. God, you know, leave leave him out of it. Definitely don't (laughs) God couldn't control that. Don't leave him out of it. And and it's not diminishing his power or his presence. But it really is um to help us understand the framework of the world. I think it's so easy for us and it's weird because I've known more non believers that do this thing than actual Christians, um, who separate science and, and um
0: Religion and faith. religion,
1: um, which I mean, I, I think there is there's beauty to understanding science, how processes work and all mm-hmm. those things. Um, but for us, we understand it comes from um, a really great designer, a really great mm-hmm. creator. Um, but for those who have no answer as to why science works the way it works or how it could possibly work or those those other question marks that are there. I think this is harder because it's like. It's weird because at the same time that we'll say, well, it's just science. Mm-hmm. Many times my non-believing um, friends and, and people we've known will be like, "Well, wait a minute, I know that it's science, but, but where was God
0: in this? Well, and I think that's both and because I think the, the believing friends sometimes that we deal with who, because a lot of faith, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but a lot of people who are um, faith filled have been taught in traditions that are afraid of science mm-hmm. and they're afraid of asking questions mm-hmm. and so when you come up with the answer of like listen it's it's called thermodynamics like that's what happens mm-hmm. you know and then they're like well no god did it and it's like ah that's a slippery slope like we can't say god did it as in he f- like chose to destroy this family you know what i mean like it's a slippery slope when you don't understand that god created science like from god's perfect creation all these things were meant to work in one way um and god's not afraid of our questions and he's not afraid of our fears and he's not afraid of science and so like from the non-believers be like well where was god and then for the believers Mm -hmm. be like it's all god It's like yeah yeah yeah." it kind
1: of clashes because there's a way to enter into that discussion and to have um To have the truth, Mm -hmm. which we profess to have, the truth of life, right? We 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 follow the truth.
0: Us as believers, not specifically the Nick Smith podcast, right?
1: No, I'm saying (laughs) yes, as, as people who follow Jesus. Yes, um, but then to enter into it again and say like, well, it was just God. Um, I think that's why a lot of times people will dismiss Christians as being unintelligent mm-hmm. or as being um, as as being closed minded, which yeah. I understand there's there's a time and a place because I, I eventually want to just like when I'm eating, I, I eventually want to close my mouth so I can like take the food in. I think that's there's good. I think there's value in not always opening yourself up to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think we, we kind of shoot ourselves in the in the foot as believers when we're like, no, 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 don't, you know, don't put those fancy words on it. Don't, don't try to science it up. It's like, no way it literally is science. Like how yeah. do how's a baby born? Like there's, there's actual processes that happen and yeah. there's like hormones and there's a chemical reaction that happens in a woman's body to trigger contractions, to cause things to move forward. And yes, it's a miracle of life that God alone brings into motion, but he does it, chooses to do it through chemical processes that known we can, as
0: hormones like that we can explore and we, we can yeah we can appreciate research. it yeah
1: it's not just um it doesn't make it any less holy come on to know
0: that's a the word. science behind it mm, that's, that's all word. I'm gonna say that's, that's all word. I'm gonna say on if you um know somebody that needs to hear some of this all of it a little bit whatever it is uh send it, <laughs> send it to them send it to them let them know about the Nick Smith podcast we would greatly appreciate it so yes. tag someone share this do some of that um so let's let's go into a little bit about god's god's power because you had said like we're not diminishing god's power Mm -hmm. so uh hebrews hebrews 1 3 yes i've got it written down hebrews 1 3 (laughs) says um and i'm reading i think this is the cb says tell um the the sun is the radiance of god's glory and the exact expression of his nature sustaining all things by his powerful word after making purification for sins he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So mm. Hebrews is a, a a great book that we still don't know who wrote it. Um some people say Paul, some people say one of, actually a female apostle. Um like there's there's a lot of debate. Doesn't matter. It's a great book. Um and in the letter, the the author who knows Hebrew tradition so well um is explaining to the Hebrew people how Jesus fulfills all of their tradition and all of their law. And so in this Uh, In this section, in this kind of introductory piece, we see that that Jesus being God um, also sustains the world through Mm. his power, through the power of his word. And if you know, like the the Greek, like the word is God and like Mm -hmm. God is the word, like it is the logos of God. It is the action. And so like Jesus being the word of God sustains the world and sustains everything. And so what that means is there's nothing happening that's outside of God's control. Right, outside of Jesus's lordship there's nothing out there um, and so we're not getting rid of God's power but in the brokenness that happen th- there are things that that exist like nature like um, processes like conflict mm. like these things have happened and God has allowed certain things to happen so that he can demonstrate his grace demonstrate mm. his goodwill for uh those whom he has like brought his love to like he can demonstrate how good and how gracious he is in the midst of still allowing people to be themselves fully Mm. um still allowing the world to naturally take its course um and so like we see that god is still on the throne Mm -hmm. even when bad things happen yeah and so it's the like just because the systems and like people are broken. And these things are working somewhat independently. And again, we're going to talk about this more next week. But it, it doesn't mean that these things are free from God's control. Mm. It just means that um, that that God, in His divine wisdom, has allowed there to be uh, an area where really good things can happen, but giving that same area really bad things can happen as well. Mm-hmm. And so, go ahead.
1: Yeah, that's good. I, I was just thinking about. Um, the people in scripture who would probably, um, be able to testify and, and through the written word, we have testimony that, um, they experienced bad things while God was still in control, while Mm -hmm. God was still on the throne. Um, they experienced, um, hardship. And I'm thinking of like the Israelites who were God's chosen people. This wasn't like By no means did it say in scripture that these were the best people on the planet. (laughs) They were so good. Like they just always did good stuff. Never. Never messed up. No, but it's God's chosen people. That's right. The People that he said, I'm going to make, I'm going to bless the whole world through is through Abraham's family. I'm going to bless the whole world through you. And there are things about that simple statement that, um, you might think looking at that, like, Oh wow, nothing bad's ever going to happen to these people. Cause if God's going to bless everyone in the world, like all generations through this one family, then surely nothing bad could ever happen to them. But it's crazy because actually the worst thing ever happened to somebody in that family. Mm -hmm. And, um, because of that worst thing happening to the best person that ever lived, we experience God's grace and God's goodness and the redemption, um, through his blood. And it's, it's crazy how we could look at from the outside, from a purely um, just human perspective, like, well, wait a minute. If these were God's chosen people, nothing bad ever should have happened to them. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, most of scripture is like bad <laughs> stuff happening to people. Um, but yeah. it's God displaying his power and his majesty. And that word sustaining mm-hmm. is really important because um, you don't sustain something without effort. Mm-hmm. And without working in spite of something else, you don't have to sustain something like you just lay something flat. You don't have to sustain that. It's fully supported. It's got what it, you know, it doesn't need anything, but sustaining something requires energy.
0: Mm, That's good. And,
1: um, something I remember hearing, and now this is a, like a loose theory. I'm not, ascribing to this. I'm not saying this should be your theology. I'm just, this is something that someone brought to my attention at one interesting point. Interesting thought. Interesting thought. Shower thought maybe. I don't know. Um, so God spoke mm-hmm. everything into existence and sound creates vibration. Yep. Now some of you are already like, oh, here we go. New age Christian thought, right? No, but this is interesting. If God spoke and and everything came into existence through that, um, there is this thought that everything has Whatever energy God put out when he spoke, everything he created, that was like that was energy that went out into the world. Mm-hmm. If you think about every single fiber of creation, everything from like the smallest grain of sand to the the blue whale, um, all these huge, huge and small things, those things are all sustained by God's power, mm. have been from creation. Like, can you imagine? We can't fathom the energy yeah. that's required to sustain all of creation. And I think about, um, you talked about the canvas, the image mm-hmm. of a canvas. I think about creation as a tapestry okay, and the world as a tapestry. And you can't see every little detail that goes into making a tapestry yeah, because you don't see all the things that get woven behind what you're looking at to create the masterpiece. And as we are awaiting that final masterpiece, cause we can't even see all of the picture right no. now. I think it's important for us to remember like in Hebrews where he talks about, or she whoever the sustaining power of God in all things. He Mm -hmm. says all things. Yeah. How much that requires of God and how incredibly
0: powerful God is to do that. Yeah. That's awesome. Just like, I'm just in
1: awe of, of the bigness of God.
0: That's amazing. Like, and thinking about, like thinking about that, I think understanding natural disasters and understanding bad things happening in the world from a Christian perspective Forces us to put ourselves back into our place in creation. Mm. Being like, I'm such a small, like created being, Mm -hmm. and my lifespan is so short, and my worldview is so narrow Mm -hmm. compared to all of creation, compared to all time and all history. What I see as tragedy, though it is tragic, Mm -hmm. may actually be working out for a better good that I can't see. Mm -hmm. And I know this is not. Please hear me. This is theological talk for those sitting in the comfort of their home. This is not theological talk to bring to the funeral or the graveside. No. This is not theological talk that you use in the midst of someone's um, life being wrecked. Being like, hey, Maybe God's doing something greater on the other side. That doesn't help because in those moments, we understand that we still have Emmanuel God with us who suffers mm-hmm. with us in those moments. But I think in the like taking this big question of why do all bad things happen in spite of there being good people, um, I think we have to sometimes take these less than helpful counseling um, stances Mm. because they're more helpful in understanding a greater arc of theology. And so like God is creating the masterpiece and he's creating this masterpiece um, even though it was fractured by human will and selfish desire, Mm. but he's redeeming it. Mm -hmm. And so even though the space is there and um, C.S. Lewis says, uh, the greater... um, The greater possibility something has for good, it has that much possibility Mm -hmm. for evil. So like a cow can't do very much good, but it can't do very much evil. (laughs) Although a cow can kill you, it's like, it doesn't do it maliciously. It's just a cow. (laughs) Um, And, you know, like, and as you move through creation, things with greater abilities to do good also have the greater ability to do evil. Mm. And so, like, we see this space that God created in order to create beauty may also leave room for for bad things.
1: But it also leaves room for us to choose what is good and to choose mm-hmm. to love. Like that's, that's, right. that's why the love of God is so incredibly like breathtaking when you consider that, um, he gave us the ability to love him, mm-hmm. um, in his free, in free will. Like he gave us that, that freedom and that space to say, okay, yeah, you know, today I, I put before you, Life and death.
0: And choose life, please. Choose
1: life, but I'm I'm putting both in front of you. Um, and that that makes that love mean so much more. Love isn't love if it's not a choice. Come on. Um, it it just isn't. And so God allows us to experience sometimes our own helplessness, to lean on his sovereignty, to lean on his power. Our powerlessness is meant to lead us to him. Our brokenness is meant to take us to the mender. And um, our like depravity <laughs> is meant to take us to our rescuer. Yeah. Um, and so the things that happen that are allowed for, for whatever um, reason we can't see on this side, mm-hmm. um, perhaps the outcome is greater. Um, we won't know. And that's the hard part. That's, that's where faith and perseverance yeah. um, become so incredibly necessary for the believer. Yes. Um, and those things don't come by sheer, like, mustering it up like i'm gonna have more faith that this is gonna work out like no i the faith that i have is is small uh, but it's enough um uh, because it's faith in christ
0: yeah and that faith is a gift right and right. That, that faith is blessed and so i mean honestly there's so many things we can talk about even on this and we're going to go into more of that even that, yeah. that conversation next week but yeah. uh, the last thing i just want to touch on real quick before um before we go is uh the concept of miracles. Because Oof, when you're whole well, because when you're talking about natural law and you're saying, okay, God is allowing natural law to do what natural law does, mm-hmm. um, but then we pray for God to intervene. Mm. So if you don't believe that God can intervene, then you don't believe in miracles because a miracle mm-hmm. is God's intervention in um, this natural world. It's God stepping down and stopping something that would naturally occur. Mm -hmm. and and bringing about a different circumstance and Mm so um we fully believe in miracles we fully believe that god being all-powerful and um able to do these things that he is not just sitting back he we're not deists that he's not sitting back and watching the clockwork but he is actively involved in and intimately involved in the life of his of his children and we see that in the person in the presence of christ um and we see that that god does this thing this miracle thing and he does it through, uh, he does it through a lot of means. Um, and I think that's why it's hard for people to understand miracles mm. because it's not, a, it's not formulaic yeah. and God is not at our beck and call and he's yeah. not a genie and he's not, um, in debt to us, nor does he owe us anything ever, um, mm-hmm. because he gives us life. And so when God chooses to move, the way that he chooses to move is primarily through obedience of his, of his church, his, mm. his church praying and his church actively doing what his church does. Um, But he also moves through um, what seems to be a supernatural phenomenon that comes about by natural means. Like, oh, that tornado hit every house on the block, but it skipped ours. Yeah. We don't know why that happened. You know what I mean? That's that's only God. There could be science behind it. There could be. But but God still took something that all the data says this should have happened. My mom was told she had a year to live. She lived like 13 years further than that. And that's not the only time that's ever happened. There's been several people. Who've experienced like all the data lines up to say this, but God, yeah, and so like there are these 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 times where God yeah. steps in yeah and 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 moves mountains, yeah um for the faithful
1: right and there, there's also like there's the things we read about in scripture, mm-hmm. like angels, oh yeah, like it's in there, look it up, it's in there it's a the thing um and then there's also the the things we we experience, I think most often, especially in like just the way, the way we're so advanced in our, our culture, which is doctors and medicine um, or natural remedies. Mm-hmm. And these things only work, we know, again, going back to that Hebrew scripture, because God is the one who's sustaining and yeah. ordaining these things. It's not just because, oh, well, that formula, that oil, that whatever, that mm-hmm. thing. That compound. That hey, something. sure, those things are good because they were created to be good. They're created for use, but they wouldn't work the way they work. If it weren't for somebody
0: sustaining the power, come on, right? And so, and they um, don't even have to work because there's two people who could take the same medicine and it works for one and doesn't It doesn't work happens for the other. All the time.
1: <laughs> That's why there's so many medicines. That's right. Um, but yeah. bad things happen, friends. Hey, because you ain't got to
0: tell us. The natural world
1: is fractured from the bottom up, like this from the get go, um, yeah. and because again, we have two chapters where everything was right and good. It was good, and then we have couple of verses in the new Testament where like, you know, Jesus rose from the grave. That was good. That Mm -hmm. was real good. And then everything starts going crazy again when the, um, when the church is, is being persecuted. And so the the majority of scripture shows us that bad things happen. Mm -hmm. The sun rises on the just and the unjust, the rain falls on the just and the unjust, like it just happens. Um, and because creation groans, like th- that should tell us that there's something like wrong with yeah. creation right now because it's groaning for redemption. It's groaning for the completion of what God put into motion um, yeah. through Jesus Christ. So next, next week we're going to go into depth and depth into more depth, deep, deepeth. deeper and deeper into deep and wide. <laughs> free will mm-hmm. and how it functions in, uh, in light of God's perfect will and his permissive will, which
0: Y'all Again, just a notebook. If y'all got questions, Goodness, this question, we is can talk about it in a circle. If y'all want to talk about it, let us know. We will dive into this more. Um, because it's
1: sabbatical a after this,
0: <laughs> right? After the series, because I'm teaching a semester course. <laughs> um, but it's fun though. So yeah, yes. All right. Well, do.
1: um, Make sure you comment and share and
0: subscribe if Ooh. you haven't already. And download the EP, the mixtape. If you listen this far, that means you like us. And so you're going to love Kylie Joe's music. Check it you, out. Check it out. Uh, haven't already downloaded it. Do that. Share it with somebody. And um, yeah, if you want to okay. be part of the inner circle, go and do that. Go to www.patreon.com slash Nick Smith And you can see what it's like to be a member of our squad.
1: All right. This has been the Nick Smith podcast. We hope this
0: episode has connected you to living truth. Be blessed.